Hey, what's going on, guys? You're here with your boy Juju Green, aka your movie guy, the host of Get Wrecked with Straw Hat Goofy, the podcast. Whether you're watching it on YouTube or on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever, I am sitting here with the wonderful Walker Scobell, the Percy Jackson from Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which just celebrated their season finale, which is great. How you doing, man? I'm great. How you doing? Fantastic. <laughs> Wake up, Juju. Time to go to work. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about it? Wake up, I get it, I get it, I go With everyone saying I'm up next It's not my fault that the vocals are gold I'm making the haters so upset My life is a movie, the way that I roll They saying I'm goofy, but baby, you know I'm making everybody upsessed Cause we the best, how we get wrecked And I know Dude, I'm so excited that we're finally doing this. I, I know, right? I feel like this is like a long time coming because I met you, what was it, two years ago? The Adam Project screening. A the Adam Project screening, dude. Mm -hmm. And like the thing that like tripped me out about that was like he was like, I watched your videos. And I was yeah. like, I was like, this is at the time where I'm still kind of starting out. And I was just like, seriously? Like, you know, and <laughs> I had just seen you in the movie. And I was like, man, this kid is yeah. so, so great, so special. And so the fact that you was like recognizing like that, I just yeah. knew that you were going to be like, in something big like after that right and now you're in probably one of the most biggest anticipated things to come out in 2024 percy jackson the olympians which just had its season finale just it yesterday did. yesterday oh my gosh like how like can you like talk to me a little bit about the journey to kind of like you know the casting process you know how did you get on it what did it feel like once you got the role like what was all that like it was weird, man, because, I mean, I got the part in January 2022, I believe, mm -hmm. and that was, like, I had it for so long until they announced it, until, like, May, like, midway through May. Right. Or, no, about, like, maybe April. Midway through April, they announced it. Okay. So I was, like, holding on to that secret <laughs> for a long time, and it's a big secret. You yeah. Know? It's something that you want to, like, tell people because it's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, then we got to filming. We filmed for, like, what, 10 months? And Jeez, then, that's a long that's a long schedule. Yeah, it was it was a long shoot. It was pretty awesome though. Um, then, I mean, it, I didn't really, I haven't really done too much since then. Mm -hmm. Like since filming that, I did one thing called Blood Knot. Yeah. In uh, in June, I think, right before the strike. Okay. But that's it. I mean, I've been just doing press since then. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, this. I mean, Percy Jackson is like a super huge thing, right? I mean, it's it's up there with Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings are super fans of the book. Like me personally, I haven't read the books myself, mm -hmm. but I watched the movies with Logan Lerman and Rosario Dawson and Brandon T. Jackson. And like, I was a fan of those movies, at least the first one, mm -hmm. because I'm a big fan of Greek mythology and I like that twist on it. And I'm curious to know like how big of a fan of Percy Jackson you was before like you got cast in it. Were you like always a fan and it was like a dream casting? Like, I was a huge fan. Yeah. Like I was, I mean, I read the books in the third grade. Everyone in my class was, um, like, at recess, we used to sit down and read Percy Jackson, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. So, but, like, <laughs> hey, I, when I was in elementary school, recess was, like, Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, yeah, we had yeah. Pokemon, too. Yeah, yeah, okay, so y'all have, okay, so it's nice to know that Pokemon is, like, mm -hmm. universal in all elementary schools. That's oh, yeah. cool. But you guys used to sit down and, like, in circles and read the books, like, oh yeah, that must yeah. have been the most silent recess ever <laughs> it was and they just i remember they put in like a new uh like place for us to do recess mm -hmm. like they were it was under construction all year mm -hmm. and then the second that 
like it was done, we all just started reading and nobody played on it. Really? Yeah, that was, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Taxpayer dollars is just like exactly. unused recess places. <laughs> I'm just imagine like your parents fighting to get like a new recess set, like play drum yeah. drills and all that. You guys would just read it like you're supposed to. <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. But like, I just want to know like, did you also watch, obviously, you know, you probably mm -hmm. like you watched those films and everything and mm -hmm. Logan Lerman, you know, big star, like, coming into that role, but like a little bit older, you know, taking some liberties with the character. When it comes to you, like you're obviously younger, but you bring like mm -hmm. a much more, how could I say, devil may care attitude to the character. Like, I don't know if you're aware of the meme of the Percy, all about the action Jackson. Yeah, like, you yeah know I saying? see that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Did, were you thinking of that when you were kind of putting your stamp on the character? A little bit. I mean, that's just, that's kind of just what Percy Jackson is. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, yeah, I mean, I watched the movies. I, I watched them like as I was reading the books. Uh, I love the movies. Mm -hmm. I love them as like movies. Uh, I just don't think that they were uh, perfect Percy Jackson movies in my right, opinion. Right. I love them though. Mm -hmm. uh, and I loved Logan Lerman's performance. Mm -hmm. I thought he was a great Percy Jackson too. Um, and yeah, I just, I felt like, you know like that like per sassy yeah, <laughs> I just heard scene. about this one like yesterday. I was like, that's actually pretty yeah. accurate. <laughs> it's just like the perfect word to sum him up. Yeah, I, I mean, he is very sassy, like throughout the whole like series. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, and again, this is my introduction, like my true introduction to what this character is, because mm -hmm. you always hear like who who will win in a fight, Percy Jackson or Harry Potter. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, it's got to be Harry Potter, right? He's the boy who lived. Da, da, da. But then like I have a boy. His name is a uh, Tropical Joe Jose. Oh yeah, yeah. You know him. I know him. Yeah, he, he's great. He's a the massive Percy Jackson fan. I always see his videos. Yeah, he, he's so good at what he does, especially when it comes to Percy Jackson. But like, we'll be hanging out, and he'll just be like, "Dude, Percy will wash Harry Potter." Oh, he yeah. like breaks down the accolades and everything, and I'm just like, "Dang, Percy's kind of like like dope. Like he's you know he's powerful like that." And so it's really cool to kind of like see you kind of take this character into the space of I'm new to this world. Like, I don't care what your rules are. I don't care about Ares. I don't care about Zeus. Like, I like I don't want to get into too many spoilers in case you guys haven't seen the, the finale. But mm. the way Percy kind of, like, interacts with the world, was that something that you immediately wanted to bring to the character? Or was that something you worked with the directors and the writers on kind of bringing that to life? A hundred percent. I think that's just, like, that's the base of what Percy Jackson is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like he doesn't – it's like that's how the world's been forever you know what i mean that's how the greek world has been but like he gets there and he knows that that's not right right and everyone just kind of goes along with it and he's like are you <laughs> what like is that's that, kind of weird you gotta right? pray <laughs> no exactly you gotta give an offering that mm -hmm. the burn offering so your parents can listen to you it's just that's like he thinks that's not the way it's supposed to be right you know right. he's not afraid to say that which everyone else is that's like my favorite that. part of him yeah i like that like i, I really like those scenes where Everyone's just kind of, yeah, this is what you have to do. Exactly. And, you know, in, in my viewing of it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's your parents, though. Like, I just, these, these are all just deadbeats, just powerful exactly. <laughs> deadbeats. And Percy's just kind of like, nah, man, my mom was the one holding it down. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, like, working with, like, you know, the actress who plays your mom and as well mm -hmm. as, like, Rover and Annabeth and just kind of what was your favorite interactions with those characters on and offset? Um, I think we're all, like, very good friends now, especially, mm -hmm. like, I mean, we don't get to like talk a lot while filming. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do, but especially when it's like uh, in the summer, we do. But um, when it's like we're filming and it's during the school year, mm -hmm. all we do we go to set and then 
we can talk there, but then uh, you come back and do school a lot. Right. But uh, we got close then, but I feel like we've gotten a lot closer now, mm-hmm. like us as like the trio, um, like doing the press, because that's we just talk to each other for these like twelve hour plane rides. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fun. That's a lot of time together, man. Like twelve mm-hmm. hour plane rides. How like how long did you guys like shoot for? Like like a typical day, right? A typical day. We uh, I mean obviously there's like a cap of when you're supposed to shoot like course because you have school and everything right exactly mm-hmm. and uh like you're only allowed to shoot i think what was it like nine and a half hours mm-hmm. or something like that per yeah. day and uh they'd mix in school in there then that's like so i'd probably wake up at like around i don't know like seven mm-hmm. and then get in the car and then we drive to set get home at like like nine or mm-hmm. eight or something okay. like that yeah. okay did you when you had like free time like what was some of your favorite things to do to like as like bonding exercises or mm-hmm. just just to have fun, you know, just kind of like blow off some steam during the filming. Uh, we would, what would we do? That's a good question. For, to blow off like some steam, I guess, mm. technically this is still school, but like part of my school, my mom kind of helps make my curriculum. Mm-hmm. And so I do the same amount of work like on set as yeah. you would normal school, but I can just get it done because I can do it on my own time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So after that, uh, you still have to get a certain amount of time in school. Yeah. So I would go out and I would like study like I, I would go and help like the grips and and all like the cameramen on set and help like set up the shot mm-hmm. and have them teach me stuff. So that was really cool. That's dope. Okay, yeah. cool. And like, what was like some of your favorite activities to do with like your castmates? Did you guys go? I don't know what kids do today. Laser tag, read Percy Jackson books on the side. Like, uh, I mean, we did talk about Percy Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know you guys got casted really well. Oh yeah, we we would. Like in between takes, we'd always go up to like Rick if he was there, mm-hmm. and we would go talk to him and like pick his mind. Like where does where does the cap of Riptide go when mm-hmm. he flicks it off? Yeah, yeah. Um, he still hasn't told me the answer. <laughs> 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 this was their chance to get all the secrets, and he's just like, "You'll figure it out." No, he. I mean, yeah, he's given me like a lot of, uh, especially because I'm a huge fan of the books. I love mm-hmm. reading them, and like with the new ones coming out, like mm-hmm. he's returning to Percy Jackson after. Right. However long it's been, the last book was like what, twenty fourteen, really, or something like that. It's been, it's been a while, and uh, now they're restarting up Percy Jackson again, mm-hmm. and with Chalice of the Gods and Son of the Star coming out. Yeah, um, he would like send us the copies before they came out. Oh, so we get to read okay. them early and stuff, which nice is little awesome. Perks. Nice little perks. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. What is like something that you? I, I take it now that you and Rick now have like some type of relationship, which has got to be like insane, right? The person that's writing what you're in love with so much and now you're playing that character did you and rick have a moment where like a favorite moment where he's either telling you a secret or uh you know it's your first meeting with him and you're just like whoa what, like what's going on i think like one of the first days on set with rick mm-hmm. was a day where uh i had you know like the you drool when you sleep scene yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i have like i'm not really wearing any pants in that scene, oh, really? underwear <laughs> And I just didn't want to put any pants on when we weren't filming, so mm. I just walk around in my underwear because it was sunny <laughs> out. And I like that was like his one of his first days on set, and I walked straight up into the producer's tent. You're standing right there. And that was in my underwear. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, this was your first time meeting him. Well, in this, your this is not my first time meeting him, but my first time like seeing him on set, <laughs> like talking to him while filming. And he was just like, hey, he's no, like, I like no your pants. outfit. Pretty nice of him. Pretty, I mean, that's honestly that that not only are you playing Percy, which makes you memorable already, but even if you weren't playing Percy, it's like first time I met Walker, he was in his underwear. I know, <laughs> super chill guy about it. Exactly. That's pretty cool. So I want to really get into kind of like, you know, 
the books like almost outside of Percy Jackson because again as a non-reader mm. you know I always know that they're gonna take liberties between like what they put in the show or the movie and what they already have in the books mm. is there a favorite moment from the books that you have that maybe didn't make it into the uh the series that you would have liked to have like played out yourself or have seen I do I was thinking about this watching last night's episode uh like plot wise it makes much more sense for us to go to just to go from the underworld straight to Montauk mm-hmm. instead of the underworld to Santa Monica. Right. Because then there's that, like, it doesn't make any sense to go up to Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just go straight to the Empire State Building. But what I did like in the books about them ending up in Santa Monica mm-hmm. is Percy had to fly back from Santa Monica to, um, to Manhattan and go to the Empire State Building. And, like, since Zeus is not very happy with them, mm-hmm. when he gets on the plane... There's a lot of turbulence because Zeus, oh. and there's all these storms going on. Poseidon yeah. and Zeus are going to war, and so uh, like there's like a, a whole like plane ride scene <laughs> where he's like holding onto the bolt and shaking. Oh my god! I thought that would have been pretty funny to film. Um, and then Zeus says that you're like not allowed to fly again, which I think is pretty. Wow, funny. that's that's like, that's actually pretty cool because mm-hmm. uh, like I really liked that. You know, obviously these are the gods of like you know the lightning water mm-hmm. they control the elements exactly and so having them just kind of like disrupt everyday life and like it directly but indirectly right like exactly. hey you're gonna get in the plane i'm gonna mess this up for you you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know and then maybe you take a boat because your father is you know yeah. king of the seas so i really liked just kind of like the the insight and again this is the not non-reader of the book that insight to like zeus's diabolicalness i i should yeah. say so damn now I kind of want to see that. Like, <laughs> no, no, but you know what? Like you gave that to me, and now that actually makes me want to read the books like ten times more now because oh, it's yeah. stuff like. Is there any? Is there any more like tidbits that you can give me? Because like I, mm-hmm. I love telling people about things they miss when things come out. Like, is there anything else you can give me from the books that it was just like whoa, like dope stuff? Uh, I don't mind. Be, I don't mind spoilers, by the way. Spo- okay. I don't mind. Uh, there's like I think, like every book from here just gets like better and better, mm-hmm. and they're all amazing. So that really says something. Yeah. But, like, as it goes on, it's kind of like it kind of gets darker and darker. Yeah. Um, Grows with its audience, right? Exactly. Mm. But it just like, I mean, the Percy Jackson series gets dark to a certain point, but eventually it gets to Heroes of Olympus. Mm-hmm. And that's when it starts getting, like, way darker and, yeah. like, stuff is real. And uh, there's a moment, like, where I was reading it, and I was like, oh, this is, like, this is getting pretty, like, deep. Yeah. Is, uh, I think they were playing, I mean, I read this a long time ago. I'm still mm-hmm. I'm rereading Heroes of Olympus now. Right. Um, which I I'll always like say I know everything about Percy Jackson, even though like every time you read it you like forget something, you remember something. Right, right. Rediscovery. Uh, but I've read Percy Jackson seven times, those five books, but Heroes of Olympus, I read them one time a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know I can't remember too much. Right, right, right. But uh I do remember there's like a scene where they're it's like they're at the Roman camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're playing like their version of capture the flag, and this like this person gets like impaled and dies what? while playing. The what? Game. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like, this is not capture the flag. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's actual death like there. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, I met you at the Adam Project, and you were playing mm-hmm. a young Ryan Reynolds, right? Now. When you got the role of Percy Jackson, like, did you get a call from like Ryan and like a congratulations or something like that? Like, I did. I got. I think I got texted by everyone on the Adam Project, like mm-hmm. congratulating me, which is really nice, and that's really good to hear. Um, uh, I'm. I still like communicate with them, mm-hmm. 
like on like I, I mean a good amount like yeah maybe once every couple months we have like a little conversation here and there mm. uh which is really good and it's just that was such an amazing like first thing to be a part of yeah it, it left such an impact on me mm. like from how i like see things now and that's like it's just such a it was like the perfect like first thing mm. that you could ever ask for it's right the best, you know? right and like obviously you're working in that movie you were working with you know ryan reynolds mm -hmm. uh, zoe zaldana uh, mark ruffalo and you know these are veterans in the game and like we'll get into this later but you're a marvel fan as well and that's like you know yeah. three characters from marvel that like you obviously watched looked up to worked with uh and watching you in percy jackson like you just have this like maturity about you right this kind of like i could tell you took what they taught you and you put and you put that into your work what what would you say is like the biggest lesson that you carried from the Adam Project into Percy Jackson that was super important to kind of like crafting this version of Percy? I think it's easy to like forget that you can do another take. <laughs> like while you're doing it, you, like you think uh, like I have to get this perfect mm -hmm. and like while you're doing a scene or something like that. But like one of the biggest lessons I learned was just like every take is a rehearsal. And mm -hmm. that's what Ryan taught me. It's mm -hmm. just like you can always do another one like you can always splice it together it's just like they want and and also like remembering your lines and stuff like yeah. that like get into your subconscious yeah i have i've had like a huge problem even like while filming percy yeah. <laughs> that i keep trying to like um fix which i think i fix it like towards the end mm. is that like when you're remembering lines you try to like you think about it mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. yeah and uh so when you're in the scene you think about what comes next and you freak out like oh my god i remember my next line you get that frozen moment right like yeah exactly i acted a little bit like not a lot in, in high school 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead yeah but like you you just like start to get in your own head mm -hmm. and uh like the easiest way to fix that is just not think about it right is to just go with what it's like second next. nature right exactly yeah see that's that's really cool and that, i've heard that in my acting classes for like a year. But uh, I, I could see that like, uh, I don't know what the filming like dates were, but mm -hmm. it really felt like throughout the, um, as the series progressed, like you was getting more and more comfortable, right? Like, like the scene that, that really sticks out to me is, and I, I just made a TikTok about this yesterday, is oh, yeah? the moment you walked up to the uh, Empire State Building, you dropped the bolt like oh, yeah. on the desk and you just gave this, I don't have an appointment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was just the swagger. It was also just the kind of, like, this determination. And I was just like, this is Percy, right? This is Percy. And then, like, mm -hmm. you're kind of, like, giving Zeus the business. Your family is a mess, bro. Like, I was like, damn, this, this kid's got it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I could totally see you kind of, like, carrying that and, like, kind of, like, getting your footing through that, which was, like, very amazing to see. Mm -hmm. uh, I have some more questions here because it's, it's a lot. We got a lot of time here. Uh, let's see. Uh what was your personal favorite moment to film? Like, was there a moment you were really looking forward to and when it was happening, you were just kind of like, I gotta nail this. Which, which which was your personal favorite moment? My, like the moment I was like anticipating the entire time while filming was definitely the Ares fight, mm. 100%. Yeah. That Ares, and then like, I feel like, uh, is it spoilers? No spoilers. Let's get, let's get into it. Hey, uh, fast forward about like a minute <laughs> and then uh, we'll get back to it. Spoilers right now, but chances are people have already kind of seen the episode because mm -hmm. you guys have been getting viewers after millions of viewers every episode. So I know it's crazy. It's insane. But uh, there's like like when I was reading the Aries fight, I was like, it's weird that 
this is at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just like it feels like I love the Ares fight and, and even the show it's amazing but yeah. like you feel like, like it should be a more climactic yeah, part of it the should, episode it should right? be like a build up you mm-hmm. know what I mean like the end the end of every episode but uh that's like when I then the Luke fight came in mm-hmm. and I was like oh that fits it that makes just sense. makes it so yeah. much better but yeah uh, spoilers over but yeah I, that's just kind of I wanted to get that right we filmed that for like two weeks mm. and I had like the perfect person to film that with yeah Adam Copeland yeah <laughs> that's like you can't even ask for like a better it's, it's person dope. to film a fight scene with they were like Edge we got no fighting Edge <laughs> the Edge jeez I know like WWS though. that's like it's just it's perfect. It's, you know? It was. It was. A, it was honestly that that fight like really kind of was like really dope for me because it's not just like dope physically, mm-hmm. right? And you have a character like Ares, you have Edge, who's very physical, very intimidating, super huge, mm-hmm. and you're thinking to yourself, how the heck is Percy gonna get out of this? You yeah. know? And it's not just that part of it, but it's about Percy's gonna outwit him. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, and then he learns that from Luke, which, it, like you were saying, it all ties in together, exactly. which makes sense why the Ares fight was at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I also really like this because I was really feeling as I was watching that I wanted to see more Luke. I don't know if he's in the books as much like more than he is in the in the he show, gets, it, like progressively more. And more I think. Right. And so I was like, OK, where's Luke? Because, you know, I really like that actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked how they tied him in into this last episode saying, like, he's taught Percy how to fight. Yeah. He's in a way helping Percy take out Ares. And then you set that fight in the same forest that they were training in. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's that's really dope, like, themes right there, you know? Like, the place where he was building Percy up, this is now where he's, like, Kinda trying cut to him down, cut him down, thing. you know? So that that really got me. Like, that the, the finale, for me, very much delivered on kind of, like, Percy's coming out party. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell you my favorite Percy Jackson moment is when Chrono uh, shows up. And he's it, yes, he shows up again, and like first off, Kronos looks terrifying in that scene. Like I, I have a thing about like cloak men in like the dark, like like the skinny bones, just the skin and bones guy. I'm like, well, this is terrifying. I'm terrified of this scene, right? Mm-hmm. The, the child of me is just going crazy. But you, you look him dead in the eye, and you just kind of say, I'm kind of good at this now. So like, <laughs> more or less, I'm paraphrasing. Come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like 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 what was like you know. What was that moment like for you? Was it just as cathartic for you to kind of like be in that position? Did you film that first? Was it the last thing you filmed? Like, how did that come about? Well, I feel like this is the first time that he's like got a solid like ground underneath him. Mm -hmm. Like his mom is back. He has friends Mm -hmm. that he can count on. Yeah. Um, And he like he knows who he is. Like, you know, when he's talking to Chiron and Mm -hmm. Percy Jackson, that whole like moment, like he knows – he knows now. Yeah. And so he's not afraid to give it a try. He's not afraid to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's dope, man. Again, I, I've been replaying that moment like in my head, mm. like for a minute, just like come at me. I'm good at this now. <laughs> you know? And he says something very similar, uh, against um I wanna say he says it to Aries in a way, where mm. he's like, Yo, you know, I've been g- going through this a little bit. Try me. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and, and he also says it to one of the monsters, I think Electo. Where he says, "Oh yeah, multiple monsters. No, not it was the queen of monsters, the yeah. mother of monsters." And he says, "Like, look, head. a couple of monsters came after us. So, like, see what happened to the." I'm like, "This dude, Percy's just <laughs> persassy. I love it. I love it. Uh, you delivered that really, really well. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Okay, I like I like this question a lot, and I've really been like really thinking about this because you hear stories all the time of actors going out for different parts mm-hmm. and then nailing another part. And I'm sure that Percy was like your first choice, like 
always. Yeah. But if you could play another role in Percy Jackson, like who would it be? That's a really good question. Um, it's hard because just thinking about it, like I don't want to. Like I feel like everyone was kind of perfect, perfectly casted. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. And I don't, yeah. I don't think I'll like do better than them at their part. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Luke is a really cool character. Yeah, and that would be like such a cool, um, like character to play. Right. And like acting wise, mm -hmm. it's just such a like a challenge. It's it's pretty awesome. I mean, he's a he's such a uh, from what I hear, right? He's mm -hmm. such a interesting character in a way of like he's an antagonist for sure. But he's definitely a villain where we can kind of see where he's coming from because the entire show's thesis is these gods are no good, right? They're mm -hmm. they're deadbeats. They're 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 forcing humanity to kind of like bend to their wounds. Like the only reason why they create kids is so they can break the rules that they can't, exactly. right? And so when you hear Luke kind of saying, "Hey, like we need to take them out," like I'm kind of like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of, no. of, of course." And uh, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything for the books. I do hear that you know that informs a lot of Percy's characters like later on in the books, which makes a great character when the villain can kind of influence. It's almost like mm -hmm. Killmonger and T'Challa in Black exactly. Panther, right? Yeah. So so seeing you play the almost Killmonger of Percy Jackson, I think that's pretty dope. I yeah. think that's cool. I agree. I like how it's like Percy's not, they don't like disagree with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that Luke wants to destroy the gods and Percy wants to try to fix them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, a, that's like the mark of a hero, right? It's like a exactly. hero tries to kind of like fix a broken system where mm -hmm. a lot of villains just want to tear the whole thing down. And I'm really excited to see what happens in later seasons and like how they kind of like go up against each other with their philosophies because, you know, like, as we know, super, like Killmonger and T'Challa, Professor X and, you know, Magneto, mm -hmm. super huge Marvel fans here, guys. We we, yeah. we talk about this all day. You know that that's where the more interesting battles kind of like come into play when they agree. When they agree, exactly. but it's like the way to go about it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I'm really excited to see how does Percy like adjust his worldview on these gods and like this world that he's introduced to based off of his dealings with Luke. So that's really dope. So I know you're a super huge Marvel fan. I am, yeah. We can get into this all day, man. Oh yeah. Uh, so again, when I when I first met you, it was at your screening for the Adam Project, and um, obviously you're working with Ryan Reynolds, mm -hmm. and you guys were talking in length about your love for Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I want to like get into that a little bit more because obviously you were not old enough to be watching Deadpool, but you could yeah. quote the whole thing, right? I yeah, I could. That was like the only thing I watched during quarantine. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Deadpool is like one of the like I would say like one of the you could arguably put it in the top ten like Marvel oh, yeah. movies to be honest especially that first one love the second one mm -hmm. uh, I just want to say like do you have any theories on Deadpool three that's coming out because it, apparently like with the multiverse happening and whatever Deadpool's yeah. doing with the Fox universe there's a lot yeah I have a couple theories they Ooh. won't give me anything I've tried <laughs> but uh, you've been knocking at their door like hey guys yeah please something? <laughs> just something please um. I mean, I hope there's like some kind of, again, like, I feel like it's, I liked how like No Way Home didn't mm -hmm. like crowd the story with right. like a bunch of different like cameos. Mm -hmm. It was more like they added Toby and Andrew and they became like a part of the story. Exactly. Instead of being like, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, it wasn't like an in and out type of thing. Exactly. It was more of like a celebration of like what Spider-Man is as a character mm -hmm. and how those characters shepherd this newer Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I hate to say that, but it is, it's the Spider-Verse, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But theories. I'm excited. I hope there's something like that with like like villains or heroes or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, 
where they're like a part of the story. Right. You know what I mean? And right. especially other people from the MCU. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like Spider-Man or something like that. You got to see Deadpool and Spider-Man together. Oh, obviously. Like. You yeah. got to. I feel you like a future to. movie, if they don't do a Spider-Man Deadpool team up, it's one mm -hmm. of the biggest lost opportunities the MCU can do. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's like, that's, they're like best friends. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, that, I mean, Spider -Man's Spider yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're, they're like tentative best friends. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite comic like panels like ever that's it. I think it's just like a one-off of Deadpool and Spider-Man, and they're both like wearing Christmas sweaters. Yeah. And they're it's like they both have each other on the Christmas sweaters, <laughs> and they're both walking away. I want to say it's from an explosion, and they both like quote Bad Boys together. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> Which is pretty sick. Like I think Deadpool says, "We ride together, we die together," and then <laughs> Spider-Man says, uh, "Spider Bros for life" or something like that, or "Bad Besties for life." And it's like the coolest like panel I've ever seen of those two. That's badass. It was like the only time where Spider-Man like acknowledged Deadpool as an actual friend. Exactly. You know. Yeah. But uh, would you like to hear my theory that I that I have for Deadpool three? I would love to. Okay, so you know how like Deadpool two ends with. Uh, him going time traveling and mm -hmm. things of that sort. So I'm thinking that's where we pick up with Deadpool 3, especially with like the multiverse and time travel being so integral to the multiversal saga. Mm -hmm. So you have Deadpool going time traveling <clears throat> and he does something to either uh, go to a time before Logan de dies, mm -hmm. Because obviously we know Logan dies and everything like that. And he they, did in Deadpool 2, right? Uh, he did in Deadpool 2 and he literally talked to him and said, hey, don't do X-Men or just Wolverine. Yeah. I'll be back, okay? And like, I feel like that was the beginnings of that, and now we're actually getting that with Hugh mm -hmm. Jackman coming back. So I really do feel like Deadpool could be the linchpin that kind of kicks off Secret Wars, because- That's a, that's a yeah. You know I what mean, I'm saying? I could see that. Yeah. Have you been seeing some of the, like, the set photos, like the leaked set I photos? I have, I've seen, oh my god. This, dude, their suits look so sick. They look so good, man. Oh my gosh. And I'm, I'm glad that it's been, it's been taking so long for us to get the comic accurate mm -hmm. Wolverine suit. And it's like, what took you guys, like we got it teased in the Wolverine. Exactly, but and it just never. And it never came about. But now we're actually getting that payoff to that. And one of my favorite ones is like behind it, like there's an action sequence where you see the 20th Century Fox logo. Oh, Did you see seriously? that one? No, I haven't. They, it's literally like Wait, I the, that, oh, I have, but I thought that was edited. Oh no, I don't think so. No, because they they also did a uh, they also there was a video of the fight scene oh where like gosh. Wolverine throws Deadpool through a wall and like above it is the 20th Century Fox <laughs> thing. Not to mention they're also bringing back Elektra. They are. They're bringing back Jennifer is Garner's that Electra. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Now I I think they also said Ben Affleck's de uh, Daredevil. I'm not sure, but Elektra is definitely coming back. And so I'm like, okay. They're clearly trying to tap into the now defunct Fox universe. Yeah. And Fantastic Four, maybe. Fantastic Four, maybe. You know, but Chris Evans could show up. See, that's what I loved his Human Torch. I did. He's a good Human I liked, Torch. I, you know, I liked that. I liked those Fantastic Four movies. I do too. Like, don't give me Especially like, the first one. The first the first one, I feel like, you know, it stays in one place too long. Like it doesn't give us a lot of superhero action. Mm -hmm. But I'd argue that the Fantastic Four is all about the family dynamic which is what we got a lot of. Yeah. So I remember seeing that movie came out in, I want to say, 2004. 2004. And then a, I know Silver Surfer came out in 20, 2007. Mm -hmm. So 2004, I was 12. 
And so I'm just happy to see the Fantastic Four together. I know, dude. I, I'm excited to see like what they do with the new Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be awesome. Pedro that, Pascal. Pedro Pascal. I want to see how that all comes together. Yeah, you know? I, I'm, I'm really excited for that. And like, what I'm really anticipating is who's going to be the villain, right? Like, Obviously, Doctor Doom is. He's always the villain. He's always the villain, right? And he's not just a Fantastic Four villain. He's a huge Avengers-level oh, yeah. threat as well. Plus, like, have you read the new Secret Wars comic at all? Not the new one. I'm okay with spoilers, though. Okay, well, basically... Uh, that Secret Wars story, like all the universes get like mashed together. Like there's like mm. the incursions, which was teased in Doctor Strange, like all the oh, universes, yeah. right? And uh, Doctor Doom is kind of like he takes advantage of that. And he becomes like the leader of this place called Battle World, which is like a mashed up place where he has a army of Thor's at his beck and call. An army like, of Thor's. An army of Thor's. He, that's that's crazy. It's pretty insane. The the whole story is just bonkers. Like. Um, like there's a there's like Miles Morales is Spider Man who's from the Ultimate Universe. This that's how he gets into the universe. Oh, like wow. he kills Thanos like like by ripping out his spine. It's uh, Miles Morales. No, uh, uh, Doctor Doom. Oh, I've seen that panel. Yes, and that's where it's from. It's from that's like crazy. the Secret Wars. So I feel oh. like with Doctor Doom coming in Fantastic Four, I feel like that's what we have to look forward to. So I mm. think like he should be a main villain in that to set that up. But a lot of people are also saying Galactus too. This is this is what I think. Ooh. I think we've had like a good amount of like intergalactic threats for now. Yeah. I think we should find something that's like an earth threat. Mm. You know what I mean? For like the Avengers to deal with. Yeah. Like, the new Avengers especially like I know Doctor Doom's technically not an earth threat. Yeah. He always finds But a way he's to usually like grounded yeah. on earth, right? Yeah. And I hope we get like a good like comic accurate Doom, yeah. like a Doom costume. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, like I'm really excited for what they do with this Doom costume. Oh yeah, because yeah. we we've That'd had be two the coolest costumes. It'll be. I think it would be the coolest costume because like he's metal, like he's got the hood. Yeah, the like, green. I collect the sideshow collectibles, and I oh, actually yeah. have like a statue of Doctor Doom, and it's my favorite statue because like you know obviously he had he's like super bulky. He's like I think like ten pounds, like That's when you awesome. pick him up, and he has like his like Liberian flag behind him. It's super super sick. But uh, with Doctor Doom coming, I wonder if we also get Latveria because I was hoping we got him mm. in Black Panther because you know him and Black Panther got mad beef. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I did not. Him and Black Panther have the biggest beef in like comics. It's because you know they're both kings from opposing countries. Yeah. At one point, Doom like like takes control of all the vibranium and like seriously, he takes control of every bit of vibranium, and it's to the point where they couldn't stop him. So Black Panther forced the vibranium to just become worthless and inert. So it, yeah, so it bankrupt all of Wakanda, and he's like, I had to do it because Doctor Doom was gonna, he was gonna mess things up. So yeah. like, like I was really hoping that there was going to be some form of Doctor Doom in Wakanda forever. But again, these are just a bunch of theories that I could just like, oh yeah, go down this like rabbit hole. But uh, in in the in the vein of the MCU, you're a fan, obviously you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. uh, is there an MCU character that you would love to play if you were to be chosen to be in the MCU? I mean, everyone's like pick a Spider Man, so yeah. obviously yeah. everyone's gonna say Spider Man. I gotta say Spider Man. Yeah. Um, Arian actually had a really good idea. Okay. If we if they did like a live action into the Spider Verse in like like seven years time or something mm. like that, he he like loves Spider Man India, and he Ooh. was he like planted that seed already. And he was like, I love to play Spider Man India, and I think that'd be like perfect in be five so years. Good. And then if he plays Spider Man India, I could play the. The uh, Earth, like the original Miles Morales Earth, yeah. Spider Man that died. <gasps> oh my God! That's the what, what played by Chris Pine. By Chris Pine. Exactly. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. So you guys are already planning to see for the live action one where you could play the. 
hey, that'd be that'd hey, be awesome. Let it happen. <laughs> I want this to happen. Uh, okay, so me, I people always ask me like, who would I play? I'm like Human Torch. I don't know why. Human like, Torch is the, like he's so cool. Like especially that like motorcycle scene. You know, he does like the backflip. Yes, and, the and then like he's doing the backflip, and then mm-hmm. he just kind of. Oh my god! I I mean I even I even liked Michael B. Jordan's Fant Four Stick. I did. <laughs> like, no, I like, he was I, a good like it's a good character and it's like. I feel like it's an easy character to get right. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cocky, like, full of himself, but still finds a way to kind of, like, do the right thing, right? Exactly. Plus, it's a fun character. Like, it's easy to be the jerk with a heart of gold, yeah. right? That, like, kind of, like, buzz balls with the thing all the time. And, I, like, both Michael B. Jordan and Chris Evans are, like, perfect for that. What are the odds that we get them, like, in Secret Wars together? That uh, can you imagine like both like Fan Forstick and Fantastic Four meeting each other? Oh, that would be so cool. I, would, I imagine them like Loki ragging on each other. That would be hilarious. <laughs> you know, just kind of like you know, like you have a I believe his name is a Ian Gruffid looking at mm-hmm. um, Miles Teller, and Miles Teller's like stretchy powers are like kind of gross in a way. It's kind of it like, like, like body horror. Yeah. And so I could just see him just kind of go like, ill. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, you got the same thing I got, but that's kind of like uh, it's kind of nasty. It does. It does. It does look a little gross. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was looking forward to. I, I'll tell you a little story. I lost a. Do you know what a slap bed is? No. So it came from. Who knows what? A, yeah. I see something like yeah. I know what a slap bed is. It's a thing in How I Met Your Mother where the character is like, if you lose a bet, then you get slapped. Oh, and yeah. like their whole thing was like that you can either get slapped at a random time or you can like get slapped right now. And so I remember when before the movie came out, I was like so high on that movie. I said, Oh yeah, Fan- Fantastic Four is gonna be so good. It has Josh Trank mm-hmm. as a director, Toby Kebbell who Miles played Taylor. Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, like Kate Marr, like all these people were heavy hitters at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, they're still heavy hitters in, in, in most uh, regards. But I was, like, so high on this movie. Yeah. A buddy of mine did not believe it was going to be good. Like, he was just kind of like, yeah, man, whatever. So we made a slap bet. The bet was if two after two weeks, if the Fantastic Four movie was below 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, I get slapped. If it was above, I get to slap him. And that was, like, the first couple days, right? The first couple, like, it was literally the first day it opened up to, I think, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't even know it was nine. It was nine percent. I think it got lower since then. So I basically had to wait two weeks to get slapped, and he made it a whole event. He told all our friends. We set a date, a time, a place. (laughs) He slapped me at midnight, (laughs) like after (laughs) like yeah, New Year's Eve. Basically, it was a New Year's Eve thing, and everybody came out to dinner. We had like fifty people recording, and I got the biggest slap in the face. And so I kind of have like sore feelings, literally and figuratively about that movie because of what it could have been. But to be honest, like, I still stand by, you know, Michael B. Jordan's, like, version mm-hmm. of that character. Like, you know, first act is still pretty great. But, yeah, that's just – we'll just leave that behind. My face is starting to hurt just thinking about it. Just thinking about the slap? Just thinking about the slap, man. He still sends me text messages, like, on the anniversary, which is pretty <laughs> You an anniversary on the, He too? has an anniversary on it because, like, they, we posted it on Facebook. So, like, oh, every time wow, Facebook yeah. reminds us, like, everyone just sends it to me, like, hey, remember this time? I'm like, man, forget it. Uh, okay, so – Obviously, like, you know, we talked about Percy Jackson. We talked about your love for Marvel. Uh, I want to get, like, look into your mind via your movie recommendations, right? Like Movie recommendations. I hit oh, you up. Pull on my letterbox. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, he's on Letterboxd, y'all. Okay, I got to ask you. I know I told you to give your movie recommendations, but I know Letterboxd does this a lot. What are your top four movies on Letterboxd? What is that? My top four. How do you see that? It should be on, like, your profile. Profile. Uh, where is that? Oh, okay. I don't know. Though. I think those are like your most recent ones, right? Or yeah. the most popular? Well, I can tell you like some of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Let's check the ones I've like done most recently. Okay. Um, 
I did. I watched all the John Wick movies recently. Those were really good. Nice marathon. John Wick marathon. I did. <laughs> nice. I uh, actually one of my favorite movies that I've like ever watched, mm. and I watched it on a plane ride back. Okay. From filming Percy Jackson, was uh, the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, with Logan, with Logan Lerman. Lerman. That was such an amazing movie. Oh and that was God. your first time watching it. I watched it twice and I cried both times on the yeah. same plane ride. Okay. What was the scene that made you cry? It was at the end when he was like freaking out, or like after. Uh, you watch the movie? Yes. Like after, um, like the kiss the prettiest girl in the room. And he kisses him. Oh. And then he's like freaking out. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. That I was just like, I felt so bad yeah. at that scene. The secondhand uh, embarrassment in that scene is very, it's very palpable. Oh like, my God. We like, could feel it. You know, yeah. especially, you know, the build up to that scene, how, you know, she's the reason why he's kind of like in that friend group to begin with. Yeah. Right. And, you know, seeing what she goes through and he thinks he's such a good guy, but not like the creepy good guy type of way. Like yeah. he genuinely cares for Emma Watson's character mm -hmm. and like the way everything just goes quiet. Right after like it's, he just ruined it in like one moment. It's like and then and then you worry about him because obviously his mental health is you exactly. know on the decline. And so I remember that scene very, very vividly. And the way it's acted is just perfectly acted. It's yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's really great. He like never stops worrying. And mm -hmm. then like they just won't talk to him. And then. And then I like how he like he never gives up on them. Yeah. In like the way that he's like, all right, I'll give I'll give you space, but I still care about you, and that like shows in that scene. Mm -hmm. You know, like he punches that guy in the face. Yeah, yeah. When he says, uh, I think I think I remember this pretty vividly when he says, "Touch my friends again, and I'll blind you." Oh yeah. Which is like, whoa, and I I really like what they did with that scene where they didn't show what he did. They kind of mm -hmm. put us in his headspace where he kind of like blacked out. But then he he kind of like puts two and two together, like, oh, you touch my friend, you're on the ground. I have a fist. <laughs> You know what happens, man, if you do it again. Exactly. Yeah, it's really, really great. So you said that was your first time seeing it. You saw it twice, like back to back? back or to were back. you Back to back. On the same plane ride, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, wait, where are you coming from? Or two plane rides, technically. I was coming from Vancouver back to uh, Pennsylvania, where I live. Mm -hmm. And I had a connecting flight. They were both like two, three hours. And I watched it both flights. Really? Yeah. Wow. It, it was just such like a, I don't know. It just like changed the way I look at stuff. Mm. It was that good. And that's like crazy i also really liked um uh dead poet society yes i watched that a long time ago yeah. i rewatched it recently mm -hmm. um it's just just a great blah, such a great movie yeah yeah um i also watched black phone recently <gasps> black phone is good that was terrifying black phone yeah it, it's terrifying because it's real that's right the, that's like the most terrifying part though. exactly like there's supernatural mm -hmm. stuff in it but the real danger is like the danger that he's in right then and there exactly it's know? like that's this can happen you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, uh, yeah. I'm, you know what I'm super excited for? On Black Phone, on Mason Thames, too. Um, How to Train Your Dragon. How to the Train Your Dragon. Action. He's going to be Hiccup. I'm so excited Dude, for that, too. So you're a How to Train Your no Dragon idea. fan? Oh, yeah. Okay, you saw all three movies. All three. See, I, I, I want your opinion on this because I truly think that How to Train Your Dragon is, like, up there with the greatest trilogies of oh, all time. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? Because all it's like with Kung Fu Panda, too. Yes, Kung Fu Panda. Like, they're yeah. all just, like... Amazing. Super tight films. Like, their themes are just almost second to none when it comes mm -hmm. to other animated movies. And the thing that I do routinely whenever, like, I'm live on TikTok or whatever mm -hmm. is I play the uh, the test the test drive scene, uh, the song, where he's, like, testing, like, two flips for the first time. Oh, yeah. Da, na, 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 Dude, that, that right there, like, I swear to you, TikTok took that sound and they ran with it. And oh, yeah. Like, they, remember No Way Home when it, all that sound was, like, yes! With that. Exactly. And yeah. I remember hearing that sound for the first time, and uh, it was, like, tied to Hunchback of Notre Dame or Dame. Oh, or yeah. Dame or Dom? 
Oh yeah. One day. Day out there. I like the swinging scene. I still I have that like edit saved somewhere. Ah. Like not the edit, but like the. I need to find it again. That song. I need to find it. It gave me tears, man. It it really gave me tears. That movie was like No Way Home. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's like. That was like one of my most anticipated movies. I don't think there will ever be something like that again. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, I think it wasn't right after, but we were coming off of Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Right? And everything kind of felt, like, quiet. Everything, yeah, it kind of felt quiet because, you know, after that you're just kind of, like, reintroducing things and mm-hmm. trying to, like, get your footing. Just a different – it's a different thing. It's you know? a different thing. And then No Way Home comes out, and it gives us that same level of hype. And my – like, I, saw, I was there at the premiere, and the crowd was – Going crazy, going nuts, dude. Like, and what's funny is I had Hannibal Burris right behind me, right? Oh my god, yeah. Hannibal, Hannibal Burris was right behind me, and he talks during movies. Like, he likes to yeah. like talk to the screen and stuff like that. So <laughs> we're already getting this like hilarious commentary because he's seeing the movie for the first time. Yeah, and he's saying things like, "You shouldn't have trusted him. You shouldn't have trusted <laughs> him." Like, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was the moment where the the portal comes out and Tobey Maguire hops through the portal and Andrew oh, hops wow. through the portal. Bro, usually at the premiere, people clap. Like, it's very, you've been there. Like, it's lively, yeah. things like that. Everyone freaks out. People were out of their seats. Oh, it, like, like, standing ovations. Standing ovations, mid movie. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's it, so, like, I'm curious to see, like, your uh, theater experience. I want to hear all about it because, you know, I was at the premiere and I was just thinking to myself, like, I, I don't think there will ever be, like, another mm-hmm. experience like this. But what was oh. your, like, ex- movie experience like? Uh, like, while watching that? Yeah. So, I'm actually so. Like sad, I didn't to get to experience it opening night really? because I waited all day. Uh, like I think it was November seventeenth mm-hmm. that tickets went on sale, and I was like, I know it's coming out December seventeenth. So I was like, all right, I was waiting, and then my phone, uh, like it, it loaded up the page. I got on it. I bought a ticket for December seventeenth, uh-huh. and then I was like, that was like alarmingly easy. <laughs> why, Suspiciously why is, easy. Why isn't it sold out? <laughs> And then I like texted all my friends and they're like, you know, September 16th, it comes out, like the night. Uh, and I remember like freaking out because yeah. I bought the tickets and, and I had to go to seeing it the day before. And then I had to go to school that day. <sighs> so it was at the end of the day and I was like freaking out because I didn't want any spoilers. Mm-hmm. I remember I just like plugged my ears. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I bet you everybody in class was just like talking about everybody. it. Everybody. Like, oh no. Like they were talking. And I just like, I heard that uh, there was like a Gwen saving scene. Like yep. with MJ yep. and yep. Andrew, it got spoiled for you. It got like I said, the Andrew scene was spoiled. I didn't know about Tobey Maguire. Okay, good. Okay, but I heard about Andrew, and I was like, because that was the one I was really hoping yeah. I was going to be there. I love Tobey Maguire, but like mm-hmm. Andrew Spider Man needed that. Yeah, he needed he, that. Like, yeah, like Tobey could have been like he he had his like like good moments. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but his Andrew trilogy like cast. was great. Yeah, exactly. But like Andrew didn't have like the perfect like movies for his Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know what I really liked the Amazing Spider-Man too. Here's the thing, man. I Spider-Man three and the Amazing Spider-Man two, both of those movies I just say suffer from like having too much in it, and it takes away from that good that's in those movies. Exactly. Spider-Man three is emotionally consistent with Spider-Man one and two. I love Spider-Man three. Spider-Man three is great. It still has some of the best Spider-Man action. In any Spider-Man movie, I it's think. It's just not enough time to flesh out everyone. Thank and so you. you lose interest. Thank you. Because one minute we're like with Sandman, and Sandman's gone for a while, and then Green Goblin's like doing this weird amnesia mm-hmm. thing, and then we have Venom just in the end, and it's just kind of like, what's what's happening here? And I feel like Amazing Spider-Man 2 has great action. Mm-hmm. Andrew and Emma Stone's chemistry is great. I love that. It's, and I loved how like it just 
Like the second they get back together, something bad happens, and then yeah, uh, and that's the tragedy of it all, right? Exactly. And it happens because of his best friend, who also he had great chemistry with as well. Nobody mm-hmm. ever talks about the chemistry between those two. That was great. It was great, and so there are good things in this movie. I just feel like you know, I think the box office reception, and you know, just kind of like everybody already kind of like harping on Andrew because he's too cool or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Which I was one of those people for the long time, and luckily I've seen the light on that. But the, I. It's no never unwatchable. That, no way home fix that. No way home Like when he was like doing like the, the math. And yeah. I think Spider-Man 1, they kind of got the, I mean, he was a skater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like he, you kind of got like that he didn't really fit in. Yeah. He was an outcast. But I feel like in Spider-Man 2, he was less of an outcast, mm-hmm. which I was kind of like. <laughs> yeah. But I think, and again, like I think one of the reasons why people didn't like, like that movie that much. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons why I didn't like it personally. This is like one of the things that brings it down for okay. me. Is that it had great like emotional scenes, and it had like with that thing with his dad, his, and also just like acting scenes, like talking with Harry. Some of the best acting in a Spider-Man rocks. movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was just, but that combined with like, just like too much like of. The villains were just like not. They were all placeholders for like future Spider-Man. It movies. was just like like. Like the, it had great scenes for a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Like every villain, like for, I mean, I love Jamie Foxx's Electro. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and also that scene, like one of my favorite scenes in any Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. is when he's doing like the itsy bitsy spider. Yeah, oh, yes, burr, with the music. Burr, burr, burr. Yes, yes. I thought that was a great character moment from that character because mm-hmm. it's like you're trying to kill Spider-Man while singing itsy bitsy spider. I'm like, that's demented. That's just Spider-Man villain thing to do, though. It is. Like they always underestimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and in every other movie, it's kind of like. I mean, with Green Goblin, you get that. Yeah. And but they're like, with like the lizard. I know they all underestimate him. Yeah. But the Electro like plays with him. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he thinks he's a god. Like he's oh, yeah. he's one of the few Spider-Man villains that because all the other Spider-Man villains like they're very like tragic figures and mm-hmm. they're all just trying to like get back to their daughters or like trying to cure themselves or whatever. Exactly. Whereas like Electro, he just said, "Hey, I've been getting crapped on my entire life." It's my time now. And so, it's, like, yeah. you know, he's kind of, like, you know, sniffing himself a little bit. So doing that, it's, like, a flex. And we don't see a lot of Spider-Man villains flex in movies And like I that. love that. And I love how, like, not – I mean, this is going to sound really bad. But, like, of course villains should be deep. But I love – it was just refreshing how, like, not deep it was. Yeah, yeah. He was just pissed off. And yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> it's my turn. He was you know? a nerd. He was a nerd was. like Peter. And he said, like, you know what? Okay. Let's let's do this. Let's exactly. light the candle. Um, I, I I could talk about like the Amazing Spider-Man too, like all day as well. But hold on, let me see because it's checking the time. Okay, we're almost out of time. Uh, but let's see. Okay, cool. So, outside of like you know perks of being a wallflower, like what movies are like you kind of like watching right now? That's mm-hmm. or like. Let's just say, like, what movies are you most anticipating coming out this year that you're really excited for? This year? What movies are coming out this year? I yeah, it's a weird year. It's a lot of, uh, like, sequels, There's for sure. There's one Marvel movie, right? There's one Marvel. Deadpool 3 is the big one. I thought Thunderbolts was supposed to come out this year, but I think they pushed it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know, like, Dune 2 is coming out in March, which I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein comes out in, like, two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just like some things on my list. Like uh, A24 has this like dope movie called Civil War coming out. That's pretty cool. It is. I don't know if you've heard about it yet. I have not. Basically, it's like it's set in the modern day and the entire country like gets divided and they actually are started like fighting in an actual civil war. And Kirsten Dunst is in it and uh, her husband Jesse Clemens is in it and there's this great scene 
where they got these people like on the ground and like Jesse Plemons has a gun and one of the guys is like, hey, hey, we're American. And he goes, okay, what kind of American are you? And like, it's like, it becomes like this really tense scene. And I think it's like one of A24's like, Biggest action thrillers since uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Oh, it's so so good. Dude. I le- like, I don't even remember. I don't even know what happened, but I loved it. Really? I I just I love that movie, mm-hmm. and I don't even know. I don't even know what went down, but I was mm-hmm. like crying by the end. Dude, it's the, it's one of those it's, movies where it's a lot in it, but the emotional core is so tight that you feel those emotions despite kind of like not 100% understanding what's going on. But that's what makes it good. But that's what makes it good, right? Mm-hmm. I was talking with, um, this is why I was in London, I was talking with uh, Kingsley Benadir about uh, Bob Marley. And he was talking about like his accent and stuff like that. I do the Bob Marley movie, I'm so, I, does that come out yet? And not yet, it comes out on Valentine's Day. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm super excited I saw it for. twice now, and he is so good. You saw it twice? I saw it twice. He oh is my God. so good as Bob Marley. Like okay, so, so good. good to hear. I and love Bob. Like I love when like an actor does like really good in those. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I, I don't know what it is. It's just it it's, makes the movie. Well, you're like in that community, man. So you know, it's like a sense of like pride. I bet you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's he's like we were talking about like his accent, and you know, Bob Marley's accent is like sometimes kind of hard to understand, and he like plays it that way where you can't understand him sometimes. Yeah. However, you understand like the emotion of what he's saying. Like, you never get lost in what he's mm-hmm. saying because you understand the emotion and everything like that. So I think that's what makes, like, a good movie is, like, even though you may not always, like, catch the themes and everything, yeah. if that thematic through line is strong enough, like, everything, everywhere, all at once, you're going to be mm-hmm. crying by the end of it. Exactly. You know? Like, and that's all that matters. Like, I feel like some movies, I mean, like, yeah, it's good to, like, critique a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like at the end of the day, it's like what it makes you feel, and that's a big. That's what it's meant to do. Like yeah. it's not supposed to be. Not every movie is supposed to be like Citizen Kane or exactly. like Shawshank Redemption or something like, like that. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir. Exactly. Like, and they all can't be that way. They, they, like, it, if every movie is that way, then it gets boring. Yeah. And like, I feel like I don't know. As, as of like recently, like the last like year or so, mm-hmm. I kind of realized that, and I just kind of like let myself just like have fun watching stuff yeah and they're yeah. just movies are just so much better because like when you're a kid and everything is like great mm-hmm. uh you don't like you don't go into movies saying oh rotten tomatoes gave this a 39 percent right I'm not right like it right like i love and cars 2 is like one of my favorite movies ah. i still <laughs> do not like that movie what? i don't like it i'm sorry how i i have like my personal gripes with it i can you want to get into this we can get into How'd we it. get into that okay like okay so number one the movie when I when I saw it, it was billed as like Lightning McQueen in the World Grand Prix, which I think is a more interesting story than Light uh, than Mater as like a spy. Yeah, that's and why I, I loved it. That's though. why you like it. Like, it's why I didn't like. But Mater again, I like Mater as a supporting character in the first one. I think he works in that capacity, but I didn't know what the movie's message was trying to tell me when like he's being mistaken for a dumb spy and like he's kind of like. Like insinuating that he's peeing on himself, he's eating wasabi ice cream. You know, wasabi thinking it's ice scene. cream. That looks so appealing in the movie. It did look appealing. I'm not gonna lie, but so but it, it's just uh, it's just like like I feel like Mater as a main character just really didn't do it for me. And then um, in my eyes, I never really buy Mater and Lightning's friendship in that movie. And I think it's because Lightning still has this air of like he's my friend because of close proximity, not necessarily because. We vibe together. I kind of get that. You know? And yeah. so, like, when you have these, this dude, this movie built off of this duo, 
and then you put Mater in like the starting role, I'm just kind of like, something's not working here. I could see that, but I feel like, again, like that's just such a, and I, I, that's just why I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just like not at all what it should be. <laughs> yeah, which is why it's great because it's just like, it's just like it's it was supposed to be like oh Lightning McQueen racer gonna win the Grand Prix, mm-hmm. but it's like the Mater yeah <laughs> uh, being a spy yeah like how does that that doesn't even work but I get it that. does you I, know what I, mean? I get it I get it it's just I feel like le- also leading up to it and also after it we have like the Mater shorts and oh, so yeah. and, you know and like the shorts are great like you know but I felt like this one was just a prolonged Mater short mm-hmm. and so I, I and I, I felt like if you were gonna do that with the Mater character and maybe this is my fault for like Pixar having the standard of make me cry at the end what's that emotional like core mm-hmm. and I understand this Cars 2 isn't like an emotional movie right I had to like yeah. get out of that and I remember reading this Roger Ebert review who I think he loved it and he was like there's nothing more fun than like watching John Lasseter play with his cars it's like it's like a kid like doing that yeah. thing you used to do with like oh we're super spies blah, blah, yeah, blah. that's a good way to put it and when you put it like that you're just okay then it works like that right yeah and it also came off of toy story 3 so i'm over here expecting like yeah like mm-hmm. tackle my emotions but then it was just like okay we're just it's mater and i guess yeah. mater's just not my favorite <laughs> pixar character to like center a movie around you know yeah i get yeah. that what was like did you like toy story 3 or 2 better <sighs> that's hard it's it's a hard one thank you for like at least acknowledging toy story 2 here Dude, Thank you for people that. people don't want to acknowledge they it. People forget it. They so much. I I talk about Toy Story 2 because I feel like when it comes to like character study, Jessie is so good in that movie. And yeah. I, and she hasn't been good in a Toy Story movie since that. Uh because that whole no, like when she she's kind of got like like she was so great in that and then they just kind of like made her like, oh, wait, we have to add Jesse again. One of the side characters, right? Like, she was no different than, say, like, Rex or yeah. Ham, which, you know, iconic characters in their own right. But mm-hmm. Toy Story 2, like, I I made, I wrote a whole paper on this. About, you did. I did. Like, it was about the whole franchise back when there were only three. And I said that Toy Story is all about the story of, like, man's mortality, right? Probably a little too deep for Toy Story. That's deep. You know, but, like, but it the, works. Listen, listen, listen to my explanation. So, like, the first movie is about, like, this guy – who loves what he does, mm-hmm. and then someone younger, who's faster, stronger, comes in and does his job better than him, and he's afraid of becoming obsolete and like not being able to do what he wants anymore, right? Then you have the second movie, where it's all about Woody trying to gain immortality. Because remember, he has that brush of death when his arm comes off, yeah, and he thinks he's not gonna be played with anymore. And so what he decides is he's gonna be in a museum where he could just basically live forever and kids can like just watch him from behind glass. Yeah. But then the point of the movie is, what's the point of that if you're not really living? You're not being played with. You're not out there, you're right? Collector. Exactly. And so my favorite scene in Toy Story 2, and again, slept on, is the very end where he's watching Andy like get into the car and like Buzz asks him, like, are you going to be okay? And he says, are you nervous about the future? He says, yeah. me? Nah. He said, when and- Andy's going to grow up, but I wouldn't miss it for the world. And when, the, and when it does end eventually, at least I'll have you by my side. It's like things end, and, like, we have to be prepared for that. Yeah. And it perfectly sets up three where three is all about, like, this is the end now. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? And then the other toys try to gain immortality by going to Sunnyside Daycare. And Woody, Ooh. having been through that and realizing that's not what you want, he tries to walk them back from that. So, like, this whole story is about 
those type of themes. And that's why I like Toy Story 2 because I feel like that was the first one that really hit that one really hard. It did. It was like I was definitely way more like Toy Story 1 was a happy ending. Toy Story 2 was like mm-hmm. a happy like I don't how do I how do you explain it? It's a happy ending, but it's almost like a bittersweet one because bittersweet. it's it still doesn't solve the problem of when Woody eventually breaks what happens, right? Mm-hmm. It just says like he's going to break one day. But it teaches you to be just kind of like content with like to knowing live. to yeah. live, right? That's yeah. the importance of it. Uh, last thing I'm gonna ask you before we get to go: How do you feel about Toy Story Four? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Listen, I remember. This is gonna sound so stupid, all right? But the first time I watched that, mm-hmm. I was it was in it was in like sixth grade or something like that. Right. I don't know, maybe seventh grade. And I had this class at school where you literally just watched movies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Perfect for you. We ate like food. Exactly. We <laughs> ate food and watched movies. That was the class. They put on Toy Story 4. I was like, all right, I'm like in seventh grade. I'm not going like, <laughs> to. It's Toy Story. Why are we watching this? Okay. I, re- I was sitting there, and like I had like multiple people from higher grades in my class and stuff. And I remember watching that. Again, like a movie is rated on how – like how it makes you feel. Right. And I remember I was sitting there and I just started like sobbing. And I didn't, I just, I, I hit it. Like I hit it in my shirt and stuff. And like okay, this. okay. And I was so sad because like, I was like, what? You ended on this note? Like the whole point was to like live it out, mm-hmm. right? And be with like your human. Mm-hmm. And then you leave me like this? <laughs> like it, like it, it, it felt like, Woody was leaving me, but she yep. still had time to play with him. That was my like my least favorite thing. Yep, yep. I just like spit. I think. Oh, oh no, that's fine. <laughs> my, You're passionate. Like, I'm passionate about it. Exactly. My like I, I listen. It was a great movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Pixar, but why did you? Why it felt like I hadn't played with Woody enough. Does that yeah. make any sense? Yeah, I get like, that. Like he yeah. left yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very personal. He left me. He How did. could he leave me? <laughs> and now he's giving me Toy Story Five, right? Yeah, and that that I will explain my reasoning for loving Toy Story Four. I'm apprehensive about Toy Story Five because it's like it comes a point where like you gotta leave it alone. You gotta stop. Like you keep like because for me like Toy Story Three was a perfect ending. Mm-hmm. Toy Story Four I see as like a great epilogue, and the reason why I like Toy Story Four is because again going with like the whole like immortality thing, I see it as like Woody. Like accepting that like there's nothing here for him anymore like it's okay to kind of like cross over into like that next life the afterlife you could say but uh one yeah bonnie wasn't playing with him that really pissed me off i was like you promised andy <laughs> that you, you will watch promised. that you literally promised like a year ago that you will watch after this guy and you just forget which kids do that they but, do that but it's like the problem is it's i'm like my voice <laughs> is breaking up right now <laughs> i'm passionate about this the, like the problem with that it's like it was the right movie to end it on, mm-hmm. and they just like prolonged the ending and then was yeah. just dropped it on us. Can, can I help you out really quick? Yeah. Toy Story Two was about Woody helping Buzz, right? Mm-hmm. Toy Story Toy Story One was about Woody helping Buzz. Toy Story Two was about Woody helping Jesse, right? Mm-hmm. Toy Story Three is about Woody helping everybody else, right? Toy Story Four. Him helping himself. It's him helping himself. And sometimes you just got to do what's right for you because he thought, like, okay, I can stick with these guys, but they're happy. They're good. But the thing is, like, why that's wrong, I think. (laughs) (laughs) 
But like why I think that's the wrong thing for him to do mm -hmm. is that's not Woody. You know what I mean? Like every other movie. If he you literally says at the third one, he'll never give up on you, never. He's like, that's he his, that, that was his arc. And then he was just like, you know what? Mm, I'm not like, no, I'm done. Yeah. Like yeah. that was, I was just like, really? But but what happens when you're not doing a thing? I'm sorry. I know we're just like, we could just, like I've seen everybody's like, hey, hey. It's getting deep. It's yeah. getting deep. And look, we're going to have to pin this for another time <laughs> because I know you got things to do. And like, I can, you know, I can talk about these things like forever and ever and ever. But I just want to say, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Dude. No, absolutely. And again, congratulations on Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Like, like thank you. This we got is, a little bit off topic. But. I mean, we, we got, I think we got a good solid. 20, 30 good, minutes of Percy Jackson, right? Like, you know, Percy Jackson stuff. But it's, you know, it's a movie podcast. So, like, I want to pick your brain about movies. And I think nobody's going to, like, look at you and say that that dude Walker doesn't know movies. Like, hopefully you, not. No, not at all. Not after this. Uh, some of my friends will come after you for that uh, either Cars 2 or the Toy Story 4 take. I'm ready for that. <laughs> all right. We'll be checking the comments and I'll send you the best ones. Please do. How about that? Okay, yeah. cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell. Make sure you get notifications for this video and or podcast. And uh, yeah, Walker, do you have anything to plug at all? Uh, Percy Jackson, stream all episodes on Digi. <laughs> now. We're keeping that one in. Yep. Keep that one in. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll catch you next time when we talk about the next movie.